Herzlich willkommen zum On the Way to New Work Podcast mit Christoph Magnussen und Michael Trautmann. Heute, da ich immer noch auf Mallorca bin und Unternehmer hier treffe, wieder ohne Michael, denn der ist gerade nicht da. Und ich habe eine Unternehmerin aus Belgien bei mir, die ich kennengelernt habe in Lissabon auf einem Event und habe sie hier spontan besucht. Sie macht hier Ferien mit der Familie. Und ich wollte die Gelegenheit nutzen, und um sie zu interviewen. Isabelle Dumortier. And I now switch to English because that's the common language that we share. And with this podcast, we talk about how, it, how work is changing, but also how work life is changing. Not only because of digital transformation, but also meaning of work, what you get from work, how do you define success. So all the stuff that is changing. And since you're an entrepreneur, I would love to share a little bit of your background what you do actually, how you became an entrepreneur, and then let's talk a bit about your business and how that changed, and also how you bring together family and business, because you have a family and a very cute kid playing with my daughter at the moment while we do the podcast. So. Yeah, correct. Well, thank you for the amazing intro, Christoph. Um, so my name is Isabel. Um, I'm 20 years old. Um, I own several businesses, and I've been an entrepreneur since I'm 18 years old. I uh, actually always wanted to become an airline pilot, so still very, very much impressed about that drone performance a bit <laughs> earlier. <laughs> um, and yeah, my first business was a web shop and piloting material. It went international wow. quite fast. It was really cool. It's uh, about a bit more than 10 years ago right now that I started it. And um, the cool thing was I was focusing a lot on uh, UX. Mm. I got the website built in uh, India. And um, the design was made in Australia, so it was quite offshoring uh, uh, par excellence to, go, to start with 10 years ago. And it worked out really well, actually. But then I was 21, started hiring people, or 20 and a half, started hiring people. Not ready for that yet. It's still a challenge until today to... Uh, To manage, I think for every entrepreneur, it's um, it's quite a challenge. And um, yeah, then I went into digital consulting and today I'm still doing digital consulting um, in a different level. But uh, foremost, I focus on a new retail concept I own called the Tutu Shop. And um, we produce our own brands of tutus in all colors and sizes and lengths. And um, we do that through our own retail channel and through online web shops very nice like this is a very exciting thing i think that's how we got introduced uh, someone said to me oh, there's a girl running around here she's selling tutus online can you imagine making money with that you obviously can yeah i can i'm enjoying my vacation in mallorca <laughs> because <laughs> of that no but um yeah i definitely can we uh we started the 23rd of may which is a uh, Uh, almost a year ago today and um, it went quite crazy. Uh, I, I remember buying my first 20 tutus to sell and was thinking, oh my God, maybe I'm going to be this granny owning hundreds of tutus in her basement and showing her kids when she's 80 come on kids i'll show you the tutus this is what your grandmother used to do but actually like right now we're selling um between 800 and 1000 a month it's wow. going really crazy yeah so you have obviously quite some entrepreneurial experience and the way you work is also most likely i think the way you manage your company but Where do you get your experience from that you would then adapt to the company and what you try out? Like, how did that change from your first business to today? Huh, I really um, 
Of course, I read a lot, but I think I have a lot of mentors that really help me. Um, I get inspired by a lot of people. And I must say that joining EO, the Entrepreneurs' Organization, really made a shift in speed. So um, every day I do the Miracle Morning. It's something I got introduced to due to uh, EO. And um, it really changed the speed of how I'm um one, managing my business and growing my business at the same time. So the meditating every morning, the visualization, the affirmations, reading, writing, um, working out every day. It really makes a huge mm. difference. So I give a bit of background to EO because you hear that quite often in our podcast. This is because Michael and I are both members of an organization called the Entrepreneurs' Organization. And it's a global organization, which is very nice because this is how we get introduced to entrepreneurs from other countries. And... Um, What you were just uh, what you were just sharing is very exciting because I always ask about is there a morning routine that you that you do and you just chatted with me when we were setting up this this nice location here for the podcast you said you were meditating here so this is something you do every day yes I meditate every morning I am a notorious 5 a.m. Uh, practitioner so I wake up every day at 5 a.m. Um, almost no uh, no exceptions of course sometimes there is an exception but that happens like maybe three or four times a year um, but I meditate every day and it makes such a difference uh, the thing is a lot of people tell me about meditating they they come to me like yeah but I think so much it's so hard to to set up like to to turn off all the noise but that's how it all starts you know you need to have that noise it would be crazy if you don't and what makes a real difference for me is that I meditate with a reason and with a goal so I I sometimes like this morning I meditated about uh, life and work balance. Um, in the past few weeks, I've been meditating a lot about focus. Um, and it just makes a, an immense difference in how I start my day. And it also gave me a lot of uh, vision on how I want to live my life and how, what I want to be and become in my life. And like, if you think of meditation, I, I'm a big fan of that too. Um, I think we mentioned that in, in several podcasts, but... Um, from like before you did meditation until you did meditation like what changed for you I think the big thing that changed is that I really know who I am right now or I, I mean of course you always learn uh, again and again but I really know who I am and I also know where I want to get in my life and that gave me through to the meditation so much more peace for for example the the idea of okay You know, it's it's a, this is a good example. I think um, I went. I, I speak at universities, um, and you you stand in front of a class and you ask them, okay, where do you want to be in five years, or where do you want to be in three months? You're going to graduate. Where do you want, where do you want to go to work? What do you want to do? Are you going to be an entrepreneur, or you're you're going to work for someone? And 99 out of 100 people at that point have no idea what mm. they're going to do. And I really believe if you start meditating, it gives you a lot more vision on who you are and what you want in your life. And for example, for me, it's super clear what my goals are in 10 years. I have a company goal. I have a career goal. I have a family goal. I have a personal goal. And all the decisions I make in my life are so easy right now. You know, people always tell me, yeah, but you always knew what you wanted to become or what you wanted to be. We knew you were an entrepreneur since mm -hmm. the age of six, but... I think this really made a change that that um, the meditation really gave me 
that possibility to know what I so want. So this is for you the tool for for having the goal, for having the vision, and then sticking to that. So it, it gives you the clarity of seeing that. Yeah, a lot of clarity, a lot of peace of mind as well. You get so, yeah, it's so much clarity and so much mm -hmm. peace, so much peace in your life. It's so nice. There, I, I love that a lot. I love the concept and also like combining this power of entrepreneurship and this this like really hustling and building the company and then having the peace of mind. So how good are you in switching modes? Let's say from the fighting mode, how I always call it, the, like you're, you're hustling, you're doing and then the focus mode, being here, turning off, meditating without uh, being disturbed. How good are you at that? Well, that's a really good question. I, I, yeah, I actually feel that right now I'm all the time in a mode I'm, I'm really fond of and I really like. Of course, some at some points you notice that okay, you need to gear up or you need to shift down, and I definitely need a few days to unwind. But um, right now I'm so happy with the person I am or the person I became and. Um, that person I think I'm going to become tomorrow due to uh yeah what I'm yeah what I'm doing with my life so I'm I'm actually at all moments in time I'm quite happy with what I'm doing right now can you apply that to your company and and how do your people react to that like can you bring that to all of your employees as well yeah I'm learning a lot so uh, and with I'm learning a lot I mean I love 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 reading and I love going to uh to conferences and uh hear speakers And my number two in the company, Aline, she's always really scared when I leave <laughs> because she knows when I'm coming back, I have this mind full of ideas on how to change and, and change how to become yeah. better <laughs> at everything. But um, actually, I think they're quite happy with it. Uh, the cool thing is Aline, who works for me, she uh, um, who's really my right hand, uh, we worked together already for five years. And she just started then in the, in my new company. And uh, she actually said a few weeks ago, like, oh, you have so much more peace of mind uh, now than you had a couple of years ago. And it was really nice to hear. And uh, I think that the big difference is, is that I really um, take, I truly try to work on my company and not so much in it all the time. So I try to be there at status meetings. I try to hear what everybody's doing. But I like to take a step back, see what's happening, see if there are patterns in it or not. And if there are patterns, make sure that they are fixed quite quickly. Mm. So And, um, let's, say, let's assume you come back from, from a vacation or a conference with a lot of ideas and there's something you really want to apply to the company. How would you actually then like do it? Like, Would you discuss it in a small group first? Do you test it in your company? How do you guys do that? Hmm... I really come up with new ideas um, I definitely I have a strategy day every uh, every week there's one day a week I focus only on the strategy of my company because that's where I think my uh, most added value is um, I really try to focus on that I pass it through um, Aline first of all because uh, I really think it's important she does the day-to-day -day with everyone and um, Afterwards, I uh, I try to get it in in small steps. So really see if we can cut it down into smaller portions. Uh, for example, new tools to, to get into the mm. company. Or it's every time I watch your videos, of course, Christophe, you oh. know, I get so inspired. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we have about a million tools right now. No, that's not true. But um, 
it's uh, I try to get make it as small as possible and mm. then implement it and see if it works, make it better. It's definitely how I believe you should start a company in general as well. Try to MVP it, make it as small as possible, see if it works, are your clients happy with it? And in this case, my employees are my clients as well. But if it doesn't add on to how my end clients are working, then like it can be a great idea of mine, but then it doesn't have any added value to the company. I get it, true. And if you compare your your, your people, um, and you, you met many other entrepreneurs from other countries, but would you say in Belgium, um, people are more open-minded for new ideas? Like, for example, in the Netherlands, I know they're very open. They have a very open culture also to discuss things. Everyone in the company can say anything to anyone. And um, in other countries, you have lots more, a lot more hierarchy. How is it in Belgium? Hi, in Belgium, there's a lot of hierarchy. There's a lot of politics, but it's something I truly hate. So um, it's something that I, through my interviews and everything, I get it in as quick as possible that it's something I hate towards people as well that they know. Mm -hmm. In working with our suppliers and working with our partners, we don't use any politics. Um, we're super transparent. So the good thing is the people that work for me really like it. But uh, there are a lot of people that really hate it. And I think in Belgium, you get this right now. There's a, There are two ways you can go. Uh, you have a huge... Uh, I mean, in Belgium, there are a lot, a lot of entrepreneurs, a lot of family businesses for years and years already mm. with lots of politics. It's really hard to change things. Um, it's definitely a, a challenge. And on the other hand, you have a, a really cool startup tech scene that's uh, that's doing new stuff where they don't like politics either. But you feel that somewhere it's rooted in certain people. It's really hard to get it out. So yeah, we definitely have a culture of it in Belgium, but I try to uh, avoid it. How do you, like you say, from from recruiting, you try to avoid it in terms of you ask questions, you interview the people, and then you do you do test works, for example, like test weeks with people uh, yeah. working at the company? They uh, start with us. They, because we have retail shops, mm -hmm. it doesn't matter which function you get. You have to uh, be in the store for mm -hmm. the first week. Uh, you have to do client service. You have to do all the follow-up with us. Um, and there we see a lot. But I also always, based on our values, we have very clear set definition of values, ask them how they can show me that in the past year and it's based on the rockefeller habits nice um how they very can, good book by the way it's an amazing book must read well actually i must honestly add there that the book itself for me it was so hard because you it's it's just a really difficult book to read but if you combine it with good talks and yeah. and then it all of a sudden makes so much sense yeah. and you wouldn't understand why you would not run your company like that right true so sorry back to the value yeah sorry so back to the value so what i learned from the rockefeller habits is get your values straight and if your values are true to you as an entrepreneur and you can bring them to the company then it's so easy during um uh, interview you can ask people okay just so explain me in the past year How can you tell me you've been transparent? So, like, give me an example. Transparency is a value? Transparency is a value for us. Mm -hmm. um, being um, a conquester. Is What is a conquester? A conquester for me is someone that would be okay with going to a city they don't know for three months and starting it starting it up there like starting the business right. there or or not being afraid to be the shop manager there because it's a city they don't know of or a place they don't know what are other examples for values 
For values? For your values. For my values. Um, what are other examples for my values? Um, transparency. Oh, yeah. We like girliness, but the sexy feminist kind. <laughs> so you need to be a to sexy feminist. Okay, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, but our, our, um, our strategic frame is unboring fashion for sexy feminists. Okay. So sexy feminists, like, of course, if right, right now I'm quite proud of the fact that we only work with women. Like it's kind of a positive discrimination thing, but you're only women. We're in the only women in the company. Wow. But if at one point, of course, a guy would come up and like, imagine if I would have a job for like VP of communications and you would come up, chances are big I would be interested in hiring you. But you need to be a, like a sexy feminist, you know. So that's a. So that's I, a I, I don't have to wear tutus. Though. You don't I, have okay. to wear tutus, but you kind of need to like in one way pink but be a big fan of brains are the new tits kind of stuff <laughs> <laughs> okay i like that i got it so now, how did you like how did you come up with the values you said they're connected to you but also to the company like did you do workshop with your people how did you do that well actually right now um they are coming from me solely we're going on mm. a team building uh because of course we're existing less than a year right now we're going on a team building end of the month and the idea is really for one day we're going to completely work on the values and see if they are truly completely integrated with everyone and everybody understands them and that's what they want to work for because right now we have this a4 page with our strategic frame with the base values on it which i show if you start working in my company And that really need to fit you. And that's where I ask the questions on as well. Like, show me in the past year, what have you done that shows that this is yeah. a core value of you? Uh, for example, one is also um, uh, uh, less is more, uh, more is less. Mm -hmm. And show me how you've done more with less, for yeah. example. Um, but I, I need to get it true to people. So they come from me. I truly believe that they need to be, be, be for me as well because I started the company. But, of course, your employees need to feel them too. And maybe there's something going on in the company as I'm not there all the time that I'm missing, right? And that's mm. super important for them if somebody would join. So that's where I want to make sure that my employees feel it and have ownership on them too. That's, a, that's a good uh, good point because I wanted to ask you, what is a typical work week looking like? Are you always that remote or are you no, at the I office wish. all the time? Like <laughs> I wish I was this remote all the time. No, uh, I'm not. Um, I'm at the office a lot. Of course, the office is connected to my house. So oh, perfect. Yeah, yeah, I get Or to be perfect. there. Yeah, for me, it's perfect. I don't mind. I actually really enjoy it. Um, but uh, I'm there a lot, but I'm also a lot like <laughs> seeking new partnerships, growing it, building it, traveling to also do our international endeavors. So... Uh, Yeah, I try typical work week. I have none, I think. <laughs> is there like stuff that you enjoy a lot where you say, okay, for example, you talked about this strategic day for the company once a week. Uh, do you also have meeting days or is that something you do very spontaneous? I have, uh, well, it's not what I enjoy a lot, but it really works. Is uh, I have a hashtag admin Wednesday. Admin Wednesday, okay. <laughs> I hate administration. Well, actually, now in my affirmations every morning, I'm saying, I'm an administration rock star. <laughs> okay. It's awesome. So, um, <laughs> actually, the administration is uh, is going really well. I have this folder in my inbox, and I just move it all up. So, uh, in the folder, and every Wednesday morning, that's what I do. I okay. focus solely there on that. But, actually, I'm really trying to um, to 
block my week into uh, in different blocks that are uh, focused on a certain thing. So that can go from only emails to emails and phone combined to uh, growing to, and of course you have the strategic day. And um, it's super interesting. It's really helping me. And a great book about that is The 12-Week Year. I don't know that. Yeah, it's a really cool book. It's about pr productivity and how you can um, cut your year into 12 weeks and do the progression of what you normally would do over a year in 12 weeks and really like keep it up and ah. keep it uh yeah so track it you would like the january is one week february is one week and then yeah it's 12 week it. year interesting so how, how did that like how do you apply that actually well so that's the thing i'm what i'm trying to do right now is to really put blocks in into my um into my days um so you have the no phone the no email block but you also have visions or visions <laughs> you also have uh, things you want to get done mm -hmm. that are really important for you and instead of focusing on doing them over a year you focus them on doing them in three months and every week you have certain to do's and certain deadlines you need to get through so it's kind of working agile but for mm -hmm. yourself and it really works so this is something you do for yourself not for the whole company i do it for the whole company okay i try to combine it to both yeah and it really works interesting when you when you guys work together um how, how many people are you actually we didn't have that in the in the introduction we're right now we're seven mm. and um by normally in the next coming two months we're about 10. but then you two, also two have shows. like um companies that work with you in, like in your first business so yeah correct. also with these vendors we're about 32 then okay yeah this is because this <laughs> is a modern setup and you have to say so 32 people collaborating somehow how do you keep everyone together tool wise platform wise is it email mainly is it the phone we use slack mm? um we also use uh um basecamp which uh, which i really like actually We use email, of course. Um, we have the office, and I completely agree with what you said a few uh, of your videos back about the office as a tool. Mm. It's uh, it's just as good as a phone or something else. It's a very strong tool, but it's a tool. So I really try to use it whenever we can. Um, we also use Zoom as a tool to uh, have our video mm. uh, video talks. And actually, right now we're thinking of uh, switching to the G Suite mm -hmm. to uh, to be able to use that as a... To have that in as total, which yeah. I obviously th think is a good thing. It's <laughs> 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 yeah, a different story. But, but yeah, since I know the tools quite well, like if you look at um, your typical email communication with clients and partners, what changed throughout Slack and how did you set it up? Like, did you do it or did your people push that? To change what from like what? when you when you look at your the old style emails in the mm -hmm. old days and now doing a lot of Slack messages, is it working for you as a team? Like many companies say, like oh, that's just a lot of messages more, but maybe they didn't set it up in the right way. How did you guys actually apply it and make that work internally? Well. Aline started and a week after she decided to launch it <laughs> and uh, I'm, uh, I'm actually quite happy with it because people are using it we notice because we have so many the thing is everyone I work with has such a different background so you have some tech people that are very fond of, th of using it um, and developers of course but on the other hand you have very junior people coming right out of school having to use it, have mm. never seen it before and don't really know what can I say on it, what can't I? And um, so it's definitely a learning curve. I don't know yet if I'm happy with the, with the setup actually. Mm. It's working right now. 
But is it the best tool? I don't know yet. Because it's too noisy or what? Because transparency is one of your values and that's yeah, definitely no. a tool that keeps it transparent? True. Uh, noisy, not really. I don't think it's noisy enough yet. I don't think they're using it enough yet. Okay. So, so because we also have a WhatsApp group and I, if I would cancel that, the problem would really be that I would be, or stuff, communication would go missing. Mm. Or people wouldn't be sending us stuff when they really need to. Mm. Um, but changing that, moving from WhatsApp, which they're used to using privately as well, to Slack, that's that's where it goes wrong, I think. It's super interesting. Like I think in every podcast we did so far, um, everyone is saying like how WhatsApp is becoming more and more a business tool. That's why I made a video about it. Because right now it's not an official business tool, but still people use it. So they come to the office with it do you think in the future or like how do you see it because whatsapp is usually a private channel a personal channel how do your people react to it like when they're on vacation and the channel is pumped with messages do you switch it off do you like unsubscribe for the vacation how do you guys work with that Right now, everybody just stays on it. But I think because we're so small and still in a mm. growing phase, everybody really likes being on it. Um, I must say that our the happiness of my employees is quite high right now, which is really cool. It's nice. Um, but they're really they really want to see what's going on and know what's going on. So they're quite happy with it. And I don't I think quite important too. WhatsApp is one of our customer service uh, channels. Mm. And it works really well. It's crazy how many people con contact us through WhatsApp. So they WhatsApp you. Okay, yeah. that's okay. And that really makes a difference. And the easy thing about that is that it's international. So right. they, it doesn't matter if we have a Belgian number or not. Yeah. They can add it and they work with it. So. That's interesting. Yeah, true. That makes perfect sense. And then it improves the communication with the clients as well. Yeah. Very interesting. So you have a lot of ideas that that and i can feel like there's energy from all sides coming and you think like okay chris of flying with a drone making video i also want that i need, that. <laughs> I need to create um you're writing a book at the moment yes Very correct. exciting when is it coming out well uh i hope it's coming out this summer but realistically probably november <laughs> okay that's a challenge to keep but um where do you get all your ideas from what are your main sources for inspiration my main source for inspiration um, oh, definitely like the internet <laughs> in general. And, and I, but it's like in specific, are you on Twitter a lot following certain people? Are you following certain sites on Facebook? Are you reading certain newsletters? Like something that people can also then look up. Uh, yeah, well, I, uh, I don't take that much time to follow certain people except for you and Rich. Um, I really take the time and, and Connor, of course. Uh, to watch all the movies. I make sure that I've seen them all. Uh, no, but I find it super in interesting and inspiring. Um, but what I also always do, I read like about three books a month. Wow. Yeah. Um, and that I think that's where... Three where, books a month. Yeah, that's where I get a lot of, of information. So what would be your top five reads from, from maybe this year? The Four Agreements. Um, the... Uh, the ah come on the, the willpower instinct which is an amazing book um i'm uh, reading who right now i'm mm -hmm. reading it and whilst i'm reading it i already know i'm loving it um five books five books let's see what else i think a book that will forever be on my list no matter when you ask it is the four hour work week why I, is that like why it changed exactly? my life 
it changed my it gave me a window towards virtual collaboration and that's why it changed it's it all all of a sudden it made me realize that wherever you are you can work and you can work with people as well mm-hmm. so that's um and and there are people available from all over the world to work with you and that's what made a big change and then the last book it's kind of fluffy you'll probably only like it if you're already into meditation but it's called the untethered soul uh, what uh, coming in the untethered soul i think okay. actually for everybody who is listening and is english native i don't know if i'm saying it correctly who's the author do you know that no i don't know by heart well, we will link it we will link it for sure um The cool thing about it is, and that I must say, like everybody has a voice in their head, right? Mm-hmm. And correct me if you're, if I'm wrong, but you have you have two voices. You have one voice, which is your knowledge, your experience. That, and it, I don't even think it's a voice. It just gives you the knowledge and and know how to react on certain things to make decisions, right? It, it says, oh wait, you remember that you did that like three years ago? It didn't work out. Fine, don't mm-hmm. react the same way, right? And then you have this voice, or I had one anyway, that you walk out of a meeting that goes, "Oh my God, Isabel, seriously, why didn't you say that? Well, how? Did, why didn't you react react like this, or or answer it that way, or or ah oh, shit, come on, did you really come on? Really, how clumsy were you, right? So this book, The Untethered Soul, is about start treating that neck like let's get that voice out of your head because it's disturbing everything you're doing imagine it's your roommate imagine for two days this girl or guy is walking next to you two days 48 hours guys like constantly mm-hmm. and walking next to you and going Christoph seriously did you just say that like oh my god how clumsy are you Christoph really couldn't you think of a better joke that's like the president you know come on Chris like two days full blown out you would slap that person <laughs> and be like get out <laughs> get out of my life <laughs> get out of my life right but you that voice in your head you allow it to be there yeah and that's i think with meditation of course it makes a big change you can get that voice away and gone and it's gonna give you so much more velocity in your life and that book really changed it but i think it's a book you can only read if you're already a bit into Mm. the whole meditation part because otherwise it can get a bit too so intense. if people want to go into the meditation part uh where would you start just start sitting and and go for it no no i wouldn't be able to do that either uh i would definitely say headspace mm-hmm. love that application with andy in the morning andy's my bro dude if you're listening <laughs> i've never met you in my life <laughs> but but i, love your I voice. think i think i really know you by now <laughs> But, uh, yeah so headspace for sure yeah okay uh, interesting so i definitely will link that book um, because i think that's interesting because this voice i know it as well and many other people most likely will know that as well too but um since you also mentioned you're very clear on the vision and and i would like to get your your thoughts about where where and how do you work with your company or is it with your company in like 10 years from now because 10 years is quite a time span but you're an entrepreneur for now 10 years so what will you what will change in another 10 years not not exactly from goals that you set yourself but more from the way you work compared to today the way i work huh, that's a really difficult one as in the thing is i I truly believe that 
if you want to be somewhere in 10 years, you already have to start acting like that. Your world is only going to change if you already start living the life you want to live. And that with that, I mean, of course, I want to have like 160 million on my bank account and I don't have that right now. So I shouldn't be living like that right now, probably. That wouldn't be a good idea. But um, other things, like if you want to be a thought leader, for example, then you're going to already have to start acting like one and making sure you make thoughtful decisions in the process. Um, if I look at vision in 10 years, uh, I don't, yeah, if, I hope I'm, I'm saying it correctly, but one of my visions, for example, is um, I always, I, I want to become one of the um, top employers to work for. I really want people to love to go to my company every day. I want them to be there just as bad as I want to be there because you're working towards a goal together. And I think that's something different as of today, as in they're still my employees. And of course, they're doing a great job. I'm so happy with my team because I, I really, truly, every day I'm there, they make me smile. And I, as far as it says right now, they're all really happy. But that's something I would really want that people want to come work for you you know that mm. they know okay that company i want to work there because the atmosphere like what zappos has created in the states they deliver happiness but they deliver it throughout you know they deliver it through their employees through their suppliers through their partnerships that's where i want to become that you can make such happiness re have a return on investment that's definitely somewhere i want where somewhere i want to get and where i'm not right now mm -hmm. That's a that's a nice goal for 10 years. I like that idea. So when you then think of another 10 years, you have you have a kid and what would you tell him when he is a teenager um, if he would be a teenager right now? What are the skills that that you need today? Like what would you recommend to a young teenager and say, "Hey, this is important for the next 10 years to keep an eye on." Okay. Well, you've opened the box of Pandora there. <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm, I was bullied a lot when I was a kid. Very hard, actually. And um, so for me, it's, uh, I, I truly detest the current school system, foremost in Belgium. I don't know how it is in Germany. Um, but what I would say is focus on your talents. Make sure like everybody has something they stand out with. It's so important to be happy with what you're doing and I truly believe that if you're doing what you truly love you can make your money with it and the question is even how much money is necessary to be happy um, is it is should it be a goal should it be a focus um, for me for example I have a very clear money goal for in 10 years but it's not so much the money it's foremost everything that comes with it as in the amount of employees I will have had, the the mergers and acquisitions I will have been doing to get there, you know, all of that experience that comes with it. Mm. That's that's why I have that money. Okay, folks. that's what I wanted to ask. What is the why behind that? Yeah, so the money itself, I'm a super happy person right now. So I, mm. um, the money itself isn't really uh, the end goal. It's more everything that comes next to it. And with With my son, I really want him to focus on his talents, but I would also always have him uh, learn how to develop because I really think if your kid can develop, it'll always have a job in the next coming years. Develop meaning Development. 
or no development really um really developing code uh coding okay, yeah developing. it was something i would definitely give him as a base mm -hmm. to make sure that in any case e imagine i wouldn't be there anymore imagine my my uh, uh his father wouldn't be there anymore um and he has to live with my with my parents who are amazing people but who probably wouldn't be thinking of coding right away right. <laughs> then that's something he ha would have as a base to always uh be able to work or find jobs or create anything he wants to create. Yeah. So, um, since you're 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 creating yourself, I mean, you're doing the book. I know you're on a video project as well. Um, this is a lot. Like, why do you share that stuff? What? Why is that important to you? I think it's in one way. I really like to give back. I have the feeling that I I'm tapping this really really cool cool source of knowledge somewhere and that i have the ability to all get it to me and i really want to share it i also know that the and that's where i focus foremost on in the giving back part the the gap of digital knowledge and it's strange to compare it but it's it's growing bigger it's like rich and poor it's really for me it's really crazy i notice in a client side as well that the gap is becoming so so large And it feels, it. I mean, in the next coming 10 years, it's not going to change. In 10 years, it's going to change because then you're going to have kids that graduate from school. But right now, there's nobody graduating with the knowledge that we have mm. um, because it's due to experience. And I really want to give back. Like right now, a lot of people, they think they can start their own web shop. So after I started the tutu shop, because it was... Um, it got a lot of attention. Also, of course, we did our whole social media marketing and, and uh, it got PR attention. A lot of, I got a lot of um, messages through Facebook from people I went to school with and everything like, how did you do it? How did you start your own web shop? It looks like so much work, but it's so easy. You know, you have so many tools online yeah. that give you the ability to get a free logo, to have a website up and running. And of course, you need to know when to give it to professionals. But if you have a great idea and you think it's really going to change your life, then you should be able to go for it. And that's where I would really like to make a difference to give people access to all those tools in a book saying here you go and in in the videos saying here you go start your own start your own business go for it and here's the access to all those things which are really cheap and which will give you a lot of possibilities so when like like that like everyone is an entrepreneur but as we know not everyone is an entrepreneur so how could kids find out what is the right path because what i get and what i like as an idea is the earlier you're clear about what you like what you love um the the, the easier it is to follow I, i love the meditation part obviously I, i'm a true believer of that um i know many entrepreneurs and also many like filmmakers who do that uh coppola for example uh i know um Martin Scorsese, working with Leonardo DiCaprio, I know he did that before he come, came to the <laughs> super crazy film set. Um, Would it help if I start doing that? Would I meet Leonardo DiCaprio too? <laughs> Dude, if you're also listening. <laughs> no, but, but I, what I wanted to point at is like, it is not everyone is an entrepreneur, right? But these days, many people could be tempted by the thought, I need to be an entrepreneur to be cool. I remember like when I was studying, The cool thing was consulting and investment banking. It changed, it feels like now to entrepreneurship. Mm, 
what could like how could people find out if that's a way to go from your experience from what you did because you started it very early and you obviously liked it yeah but for me it was super clear that i wanted to become my own boss um I don't think I would be a perfect fit for a company. <laughs> I don't think I would want to work for. <laughs> um, what I think that there, what makes a big difference is you have to know yourself. Um, and that happens through meditation, but that also happens through a lot of reading and maybe what really helps is stupid stuff like an MBTI test, you know, just doing an MBTI mm -hmm. test and, and seeing what works for you also the and and that's where i where where you have the meditation part where you truly believe in i think it's a part of it but for me uh the law of attraction i truly believe you are yourself and only yourself completely responsible for your own destiny and it's of course health is a different thing if you're having severe health issues then I feel so extremely sorry for that, truly. Um, you can't help it. Um, but other, other, on the other hand, you always have your own destiny in your own hands and the universe is a catalog you can choose from. It's amazing. If you really focus on what you want, you get it. So I think it's truly important to find out what you really like doing and what you really love. And maybe an MBTI test just because it's, It can change every three months the um, the results, but it'll all, all, already show you what kind of person you are if you need help on that route. And if you Google a bit around it, once you have the results, you'll see a lot of possibilities and what kind of careers work for you. And I think if you want to become an entrepreneur because it it's hip, I was talking to one uh, actually two days ago about that entrepreneurs are the new rock stars. And... Um, That's uh, for me. That's a really scary part because it's not all fun and games, you know. Uh, you, it's. I love my business and I love working hard, but I know many people that wouldn't last for two days because it's such a. Mm. I mean, it's it's a baby, <laughs> and it's a baby with a lot of extra. It's like an octopus baby <laughs> with a lot of tentacles. That's a good picture. Um, yeah, I mean, I love I love it, but um, but it's a lot of hard work, so it's not. Being an entrepreneur, it's it's definitely not the easy route. If that's why you want to do it, then I would suggest try to find something else or keep it really small because otherwise it can get quite intense. Nice. I think that's a very nice ending point and we used enough time of this very precious afternoon. I think we should turn back to the vacation and recreation part, but thanks a lot for being on our On the Way to New World work podcast is about and we're look f looking forward to the book and i will also link all the books we were talking about i have to write that down now we shouldn't forget that cool thanks thank a lot. you <laughs>